what I realized then that if you truly wanted to be in control of your financial destiny, you really need to, to be able to control the traffic. And the best way to do that was with paid traffic because paid traffic is predictable, controllable, and most of all, it's scalable. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is a top online marketer. Specifically, he's one of the top experts in the world on driving traffic. His name is Goha Chowdhury. Go to gohachowdhury.com to find out more. Now, as I mentioned, Goha is a top authority on the subject of getting lots of targeted traffic. And that's what we're going to be discussing on the call today. We'll discuss six forms of paid traffic, media buying, PPC, native ads, PPV, PPT and mobile traffic. For each traffic source, Goha is going to reveal where we can buy that kind of traffic and also how to have a profitable campaign when using that traffic type. So if you could do with more traffic in your life, then make sure you don't go anywhere. Goha, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me here on this call, Joey. Much appreciated. Goha, how did you get into online marketing? Well, actually, it's an interesting story. I started... uh Oh my God, it sounds like the dinosaur age way back 17 years ago, uh, when I was still in, uh, still in college. And, um, I got the idea to actually get involved into online marketing because I noticed that there was a, uh, I ended up getting onto a joke list. I mean, you know how you, you end up getting jokes from your friend, Joey, like your, your, your friends will forward you jokes by, this was by email back then. Today it's all uh-huh. social media, but back then it was by, uh, by email. And there was a certain individual who was sending out jokes every single day. And through word of mouth, he managed to build his list up to 100,000 people. So he had 100,000 people he was sending out a joke to every day. And what caught my attention was just before every single joke, there was a sponsor message. So basically, he was selling advertising in each email. Mm -hmm. And when I inquired about advertising in uh, his email, he told me that he was charging $300 uh, to sponsor a single email. And I thought that was a fairly, uh, a fairly good rate or a good, uh, a good cost back then mm-hmm. to reach a hundred thousand people. So when I told him that I would, I wanted to run an ad, he told me he was booked for the next six months. So that kind of got the wheels turning that this guy is sending out a joke every single day to a list of a hundred thousand people. And he's making over six figures a year doing that. And he doesn't even have to write the jokes because all he has to do is send out an email and tell people to send in their best joke, jokes and his, his people are supplying him with, his readers are supplying him with the content. So I thought that was brilliant at the time and that's my initial, um, foray into, uh, into online marketing where I started setting up, um, newsletters or back then it was called e-zines or email newsletters, uh, or email magazines, I should say, and started selling advertising in that, in those. And, uh, 17 years later, here I am doing radically different things now. And now you're very well known for traffic. Was that something that naturally happened as you were doing online marketing? You know, you, you realized that you needed traffic and you just started exploring, experimenting with it. Well, you know, Joey, back then it was a, it was a different time. I mean, you're a young guy. You were probably like 10 at the time or seven at the <laughs> time. There was no such thing as Google. There was no such things as social media. There's no such things as autoresponders. So a lot of us guys who got online, I mean, I started in 1997. Really, it was, 
making money online was really new. And I remember when um, Yannick Silver, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's one of the pioneers with internet marketing. He came out with a book, Autoresponder Magic, and his claim to fame was he made $50,000 in six months. And that was huge back then. And, you know, People fell over their chairs to hear somebody making $50,000 in six months. I mean, today it's much different. You hear people making $50,000 in a single day now. Mm-hmm. But back then it was, um, it was huge. And, uh, you know, still at that time, many of us kind of, you know, you search for different avenues of making money, but it wasn't until really 2003, 2004 when, you know, I had kind of refined my skills with, with AdWords. And I think AdWords was, it came out in early 2000. Uh, Yahoo had, uh, just bought Overture. And, um, you know, what I realized then that if you truly wanted to be in control of your financial destiny, you really need to, to be able to control the traffic. And the best way to do that was with paid traffic because paid traffic is predictable, controllable, and most of all, it's scalable. And I never did get into SEO. I did a little bit dabbling here and there. But for the time investment involved, it just made sense to go out and buy the traffic rather than wait for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about different paid traffic methods. So first of all, a paid traffic term that I hear a lot is media buying. What is media buying? Well, media buying actually is the oldest form of advertising basically online. And it's, it's very simple. It's just simply buying banner space on websites. And this can be done in a many different formats. It can be done by just approaching somebody at their blog. Like, I mean, it's like me approaching you, Joey, mm-hmm. and saying to you, I want to advertise my banners on, on your blog. Or you could go the route of uh, approaching an ad network, which basically consolidates hundreds, if not thousands of different websites and run your, uh, your banners on, uh, on those websites. Or you could also approach uh, RTB networks, such as SiteScout, or first impression. And RTB basically stands for real-time bidding. And what they do, Joey, is they aggregate all the remnant banner traffic online and then sell it off at a, a cheap discounted price so that you can end up getting your ads still shown on Google, uh, Google ad sites, uh, AdSense sites, uh, at a much, uh, much cheaper rate. I don't know if you remember, this might be before your time, Joey, about a decade ago, Google used to show public service ads. I don't know if you remember that. I don't actually know. It must be before my time. This is going way back. When they ran out of inventory and they, did, they didn't have any ads to display, what they would do is they would uh, serve what is called public service ads. And these could be basically charitable organizations or ads that are basically run for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now with the advent of RTB networks like SiteScout, Google now sells any remnant inventory to places like SiteScout so that advertisers like you or me can buy banner advertiser advertisements at an extremely cheap price, even at 10 cents for like for every 1000 impressions. And that way, Google at least is making money on all of their traffic and, and, and traffic networks like SiteScout will consolidate 12 major uh, traffic sources like Rubicon, Google, um, and other uh, major ad networks to uh, to fill in their their inventory. So, but when it comes down to media buying, it's it's just it's it's just buying banner space on um, on uh, on websites. And I, I and my advice to people who want to get involved in that, the the best place to probably start is something like an RTB network or to start on uh, Google content or Google Display. Uh, network because that gives you more control and flexibility to bid on a CPC basis rather than a CPM basis. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely makes sense. So um, 
there are different options of where and how to buy media buys, uh, but essentially it is getting a banner on someone else's website that is not yours, essentially. Yeah, that's yeah. basically it. Okay, so let's talk about pay-per-click or PPC. That is one form of traffic that's very, very popular. Where do you buy your PPC ads? And I know that obviously the first one that's going to spring to most people's mind, the real big one, uh, is Google. So first of all, do you like Google PPC? And also, are there any decent alternatives to Google PPC? Well, number one, I love Google. Um, well, I should, I should say I have a hate, uh, a love-hate relationship with Google. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them because uh, they've uh, basically paid for my lifestyle. Uh, I've hate them because they've banned me a number of times. But I mean, it's not that hard to get a new Google account and uh, and do things correctly. So, with, with that being said, Joey, there's 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 two things that people need to understand about pay-per-click uh, advertising. That there's basically two forms of pay-per-click advertising. And that's advertising through pay-per-click search networks such as uh, Google mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and Bing ads. And then there's pay-per-click networks that basically are networks that basically consolidate a number of websites and then send and then sell you pay-per-click traffic to those uh, to those websites. And those places are places such as um, AdMedia.com, RevContent.com. And a number of uh, other websites. So let's first start with pay-per-click search engines. Mm-hmm. Now these are basically the search engines where they basically own the property. I mean, Google controls their search network, and Bing controls uh, basically ads are appear on the the Yahoo search results and the uh, the Bing search results. And that pay-per-click advertising is basically where you're bidding on uh, bidding on search terms. That are relevant to your ads. So most of my ad spend these days are with Google mm-hmm. and being asked because in my opinion, I know that the Facebook is the latest craze, but in my opinion, Google traffic is and, and being ads traffic is still the best traffic out there to buy and to, uh, to get conversions. So the bulk of our time is spent on building out campaigns on Google and building out campaigns on uh, on Bing ads. Now, like I mentioned, the alternatives are the uh, the PPC networks that basically what they do is they consolidate websites. Like for example, Rev Content will display your ads on Fox News, uh, MSNBC, uh, the Yahoo's uh, Yahoo's website also, and you can buy traffic there, but it's a bit different. You're not really bidding on keywords. You're more bidding on categories and uh, themes and topics. And then con- uh, and then networks like Rev Content or Ad Media will then dis- display your, uh, your, your listings or your ads based on relevant, uh, relevant websites. So kind of similar to the Google Display Network in, uh, in that sense. How do Bing ads stack up against Google? Uh, in my opinion, Bing, in some cases, their their search network converts better than Google, uh, and their traffic is cheaper. The only you know the only downside is is that they don't nearly have as much as uh, traffic as Google. I mean, Google controls roughly around seventy percent of the search market, mm-hmm. whereas Bing only Bing combined with Yahoo only controls really about uh, about twenty nine percent. So you don't get as much reach, but still, in my opinion, because if you get the cheaper bids and the higher conversion rate, you do get a lower cost per acquisition when it comes to getting a conversion. That's really good to know. Um, so we've talked about PPC, but how do we have a profitable campaign with PPC? Um, you know, do you have any tips for us? Ah, yes, profitable PPC campaigns, the most common question. Well, I mean, before we even get into, I know that we're, we're talking about uh, about traffic joy, but I think one of the things that people need to understand that 
when you go out and you buy traffic, traf- buying traffic is basically a mechanical process. I mean, you can go out to Facebook, you can buy traffic, you can go out to Google, you can buy traffic, you can even do media buying. But really, when it comes down to making it profitable, it all comes boils down to your offer. Mm-hmm. And your your sales funnel because you could get the most qualified traffic from Google, but if you have a poor converting sales funnel or you're trying to sell something that people don't want to buy, you're not going to have a profitable campaign no matter what you do. So the first criteria is to have a good converting offer, okay? And that that's for any source of uh, of traffic. Now, in my opinion, uh, for for when it comes to media buying. Um, you really want to make sure that you've optimized your funnel for media buying because, in my opinion, media buying is the least converting uh, traffic as opposed to something as, as, as targeted as search traffic on Google. Mm-hmm. So like I said, pay-per-click or, or advertising on Google or Bing is probably the best place to start when you are trying to optimize your, uh, your, your sales funnel. So other tips for a profitable pay-per-click campaign are you should be bidding on the most relevant keywords to whatever offer that you're promoting because when it comes down to it, keywords are really the foundation of any pay-per-click campaign because without the keywords, you don't get the visibility and without the visibility, you don't get the clicks. So that's the first criteria is to make sure that you're bidding on the most relevant keywords when you start out your pay-per-click campaign. Then I would continue to uh, optimize the campaign by only creating relevant ads that basically scream out to your targeted prospect. You don't want to create a generic ad because you've got to understand with pay-per-click traffic, basically you're, you're only getting charged when people click on your ad. So you want to make sure that people who are clicking on your ad are targeted prospects, okay? Mm-hmm. And you can do that by writing a relevant ad that calls out to your target. But at the same time, it's a ballot, balancing act because because Google and Bing do have quality scores, you still want to make sure that you have a decent click through rate. Mm-hmm. You don't want you don't want to write a, a very very precise ad, you know, calling all women over forty five who are prepared to pay forty nine dollars for a weight loss product, <laughs> because that's going to really hurt your click through rate. So it's kind of a balancing act between a good click through rate and only making sure that you have people who are interested in what you're offering uh, clicking on your ads, and that usually comes from bidding on. Uh, the most uh, relevant keywords. So if you kind of follow that criteria, Joey, by mm-hmm. first having a good converting offer, then, you know, bidding on relevant keywords and then writing qualified ads, that should be enough to get you a uh, profitable pay-per-click campaign. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Goha. And um, it's essential what you said there about the high converting offer, because not only does this apply to PPC, but it, it applies to all paid traffic. If you don't have an offer that converts, um, that you can monetize, then you are just wasting your money. It, 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 and it's so true. It all comes down to the offer and, and the funnel that you create. And that's why I'm a big proponent, uh, Joey, of, of people having their own product because then that gives you control over the entire funnel. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with doing affiliate marketing. I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of people who are su- successful promoting affiliate products. I just think that if you really want to scale up and make the big money, that you need to have control over the entire uh, marketing funnel. And you can really only do that when you have your own product or service that you're promoting. The big buzzword in advertising over the last year or so, perhaps, is native ads. Are you a fan of these? Yeah, I mean, I, I do a bit of native advertising, but I, in, just in my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think at this point they're a little bit overrated. I know that everybody's um, speaking about it and screaming about it, that this is the next big thing. 
But you got to understand with native ads, it's a two-step process. And anytime you have a two-step process, which I'll explain, it's going to have a, um, a diminishing return on your conversions. Okay. And I'll give you an example. I mean, some of the most popular native advertising platforms like Taboola, um, Outbrain, and, and Yahoo uh, has their own native advertising platform. Uh, Twitter has its own native, native advertising platform. And, and, and to a certain extent, Joey, Facebook itself uh, especially in their newsfeed, is a, uh, a native advertising platform. Most of these native advertising platforms don't like direct response marketers, meaning that if you want to send native traffic, native ads traffic directly to a sales video uh, touting your new weight loss ebook, you're going to have you're going to be in for a rude awakening. You're going to have your ads rejected, and in some cases, you might be kicked off some of these platforms. Mm-hmm. These native advertising platforms basically want you, and that's the reason why they're called native ads. Number one, the ad blends in with the content that it's being advertised on. So, for example, I'm sure you've seen a number of native ads such as uh, how do luxury cruise lines sell um, their, uh, their, their unsold cabins. I don't know if you've seen that ad. It's by vacations, uh, to go.com. Uh, basically the, the, the ads will blend in with the content. So you'll, you'll visit a website that's related to vacations and you'll see a native ad for vacations, but you can't, most of these, these native advertising platforms require you to send the traffic first to an article or a advertorial on that particular topic before you can start blatantly advertising what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. So for example, this, Vacations to go advertisement. It'll take you to an article on how these luxury cruise lines uh, sell their unsold cabins, and then go into the pitch later in the article for what the uh, the offer is. So you got to understand it's basically a two step process that can end up killing uh, killing conversions. So is 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 native ads going to be the next greatest thing? Um, in my opinion, no, it won't be. But if you do use it correctly, it can still get you a great amount of traffic and a great amount of conversions. It's just a little bit more work involved yeah, yeah, with native with advertising. And if you're willing to do that work and do a lot of testing for this two-step process, you can get it profitable. So that first step, I guess you could call it the, the content stage. At this point, do they still allow for pop-ups or opt-in boxes in the sidebar, that, you know, that kind of stuff? I mean, are there still ways that we can get leads on step one? Yeah, definitely. You can still find ways to uh, collect leads, but like I said, it, it really depends on the platform that you're advertising on. It'll vary. It'll vary from platform to platform. Some platforms might allow you to do pop-ups, where other platforms may not allow you to do pop-ups. But generally, yes, you can use native advertising for uh, for list building by having an opt-in form somewhere on the page. And then, if we want to do something more explicit, maybe we want to take them to a sales page. Then we would have to send them from step one, the content page, and then send them over to step two, which is the sales page, um, by linking and giving a call to action from the content page. Yeah, generally that's the way you would uh, you would have to do it. I know that in some cases, you know, depending on who's reviewing your advertisement, you can get away with directly linking to a uh, to a sales page, but generally. From what I've seen from the native advertising networks, they generally like to see you linking first to content that mimics the 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 the, the native ad experience, and then go into uh, into your pitch. Goha, is it true that you coined the term PPV? 
Yeah, actually, that uh, that happened way back in uh, 2007. I mean, PPV used to be known as CPV or cost per view, mm-hmm. but I kind of coined it PPV, and the reason solely for that was because I had come out with a course called Pay Per Click Formula. Uh, about a year before that, and I wanted to uh, create a course for uh, CPV traffic, but I wanted to kind of mimic the same name, so I named it Pay-Per-View mm-hmm. Formula, and that's how the term PPV came about, and, um, you know, it's surprising that, you know, back then when I introduced PPV to the internet marketing world, that um, I didn't think back then that I would have changed the whole abbreviation for a whole industry, yeah. But it's now commonly known as um, as PPV. Wow, that is really amazing that, that you did that. You definitely left your mark on the industry. So CPV, now known as PPV, thanks to you. Um, tell us about it. And also, how can we succeed with it? Well, PPV was um, is one of the greatest things to come around, in my opinion, back in 2007, um, when it was still in its infancy. Um, it was, uh, there were, there were a bunch of networks back then that I started advertising. And when I say back then, I mean, obviously anytime you introduce a new traffic source into the internet marketing world, uh, there tends to be a, uh, a point where you get a lot of competition and bids do move up. But with that being said, it's still very, very much profitable today. Okay. It's still very much profitable today. And basically the premise behind pay-per-view traffic is that people download software onto their computers. And this can be in the form of emoticons, uh, game software, screensavers in the uh, acceptance of um, uh, accepting advertisements that will pop up on their computer. So basically it's called adware with these, uh, these companies that um, they, uh, they advertise with. Um, and basically, we as advertisers then go out to these adware advertising platforms and we start bidding on URLs and keywords so that when somebody is surfing the internet, going to a particular website or going to, uh, or searching for a particular keyword, our advertisement is displayed in a, either a pop over or a pop under browser window that completely takes up the, uh, the entire desktop. And this is pretty powerful because now you can engage your prospect with a full browser ad rather than just a banner or a text ad. And these pop-ups are unblockable because these these adware uh, pop-ups are generated from adware software that resides on the computer and not the browser. So there is no pop-up blocker for these adware uh, adware applications. So it is a, a, a pretty powerful form of advertising. The fact that you can get Full browser window, uh, advertisements for as little as two one thousandths of an impression on some of these ad networks gives you the ability to, to reach a lot of people with, uh, with your ads and get a, uh, and get a lot of conversions. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it, it totally does. Um, go, I've had these pop up on my computer and I've closed them, them down quite quickly. You know, I found them, you know, quite, annoying to be honest with you and i'm assuming other people would find it the same so is this just a pure volume thing that a small minority of people rather than see it as an annoyance or an irritant they do actually look at the ad and they are interested but uh, you know i'd imagine that the ratio of uninterested to interested is, is quite low surely well the thing with 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 uh, with pay-per-view advertising is actually the interest is quite high and I'll give you wow. and the reason for that um, joy is I'll give you an example if you go to Google mm-hmm. and you type in the keywords car insurance quote 
and all of a sudden a full page browser ad displays you uh, an ad on how to get a free car quote. And in most cases, you can even direct link to whatever you're promoting. So if a full browser ad pops up and asking you to submit five your, your five-digit zip code or wherever your zip code be, no, no matter what country you're in, to get an insurance quote, don't you think that you would be highly engaged since that's yeah. what you're already looking for? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you were to visit, let's say, um, uh, davidsbridal.com, which is a wedding website, and all of a sudden a pop-up window appears with a discount coupon for 20% off of wedding favors. Do you not think that would be something that would interest you or engage you? I, that That's what makes – I mean depending on the targets that you're bidding on and how you tailor your message, mm-hmm. you can make the message very, very, um, very, very tailored and relevant to the uh, the prospect. Uh, so that it's almost impossible for the prospect not to engage with uh, with your with your ad. So can we choose any website? What are the targeting options that we've got there? You can choose any domain. You can choose any keyword. Wow! But at the same time, with that being said, if you start if you start going broad, Joey, then obviously you are going to be starting to disengage mm-hmm. your your viewers because if somebody is visiting. Um, let's say you go really broad and somebody is visiting youtube.com mm-hmm. and you're promoting a ebook on acne removal. I mean, the chances of reaching somebody who's looking for or has an acne problem on a broad term like YouTube is going to be very slim as opposed to bidding on a term like acne.com. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, you got to keep your targets very, very relevant. But obviously, if you're running a very outrageously uh, profitable campaign and you're, and you're promoting something that appeals to a broad audience, then yeah, bidding on a broad target, uh, could bring in a lot, a lot of conversions. And that's a lot of the, a lot of these guys who are involved in, in the weight loss market or the skincare market, they do have a tendency to bid on a term that might be a little bit broad, like, uh, like a magazine like cosmopolitan.com because they're more concerned about reaching their demographic rather than bidding on, uh, relevant websites. Okay, so let's talk about something quite different now, um, but still a good way to acquire leads nonetheless. Let's talk about running CPA offers. Yeah, this is a, I mean, this is something that can bring you a huge amount of traffic and a huge amount of opt-ins and, and downloads of your product uh, if used correctly. And what you do is basically you approach what is called a CPA network. Mm-hmm. to run your offer. And what a CPA network does, they have basically a, a huge affiliate base of affiliates that promote their CPA offers. And for those people who are not familiar with it, what a CPA offer is, it's basically an offer where people fill out a form and um, then you as an advertiser would pay for every form that's filled out. Or if you're offering software, you would pay for every download of your software. And generally, you would pay the CPA network for that. So they're driving all the traffic and you're paying them on a per uh, a cost per action basis. Mm-hmm. So what you would do is you would sign like an IO with the CPA network and um, they could potentially send you up to 10,000 uh, leads a day. And you would pay anywhere from, depending on what you negotiate with the network, 10 cents all the way up to $5 per lead. The, the only caveat with that, Joey, is that there is a lot of fraud on, um, on, on CPA network. So you would have to kind of work that into your lead cost and assume that there's going to be a rate of maybe 20% fraud. The other caveat with that is, is that you might get some affiliates on these CPA networks that might be promoting your offer in an indesirable way, mm-hmm. which could hurt your brand or hurt even your credibility. 
Um, for example, if, what would you do if somebody started spamming your offer? And, um, you know, a lot of these email providers come, come knocking on your door saying, what are you doing? And you you kind of sit there and say, I'm not doing anything. It's the CPA network. So there's a lot of different, um, a lot of different things involved when it comes to that type of traffic because you're not in full control. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, um, to pay somebody to bring you 10,000 leads and not have to do anything, but just pay them. Uh, it's very, very, uh, it's, it's, it's very, very enticing to, to go out and pay for that traffic. You just got to make sure you're doing it with a reputable network, uh, a network like, let's say, Never Blue Ads or, uh, or CX Digital or Get Ads that have been in business for years and have vetted all of their affiliates. Sure. So, um, let's turn it around on its head now. Let's see it from the other side. If we wanted to be an affiliate for one of these CPA networks and we wanted to drive traffic to other people's offers, how are we driving the traffic? Are we using the things that we've already talked about today? PPV, PPC, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, then you start adding other things into the mix, such as email marketing, uh, social media, advertising, um, you know, using uh, pay-per-view, using pay-per-click, using uh, all sorts of different advertising. Even people out there will will build out websites for traditional SEO mm-hmm. to promote CPA offers. The only problem with the publisher side of being a CPA affiliate is that offers do come up and they they they, they do go down. So if you're going to go out and try to get free traffic. Uh, be prepared for offers to disappear, offers, new offers to come. So if you, if you spend three months or you invest three months of your life trying to build a website dedicated to a single offer and it disappears, then all of that effort is for, for none. So, I mean, just, you know, keep that in mind if you're trying to go out and get free traffic. But I'm a firm believer of paid traffic because once again, you're in complete control. Okay, so for me at least, this next form of traffic that we're going to be discussing is quite rare. You know, I don't see many other people talking about it. I've got eight years experience in this industry and I've never used it, which is, you know, quite incredible to me. But I know that this is something that you do and it's called PPT. What is PPT? Once again, it's a, it's a new term that I coined, uh, paper text, which really stands for inline text ads. That's the industry term, inline text ads. But once again, I called it, I call it PPT because I did come out with a course a few years ago called Paper Text Formula. Mm-hmm. And basically what it involves, Joy, is it involves bidding on keywords that automatically get highlighted in content, uh, that a, um, that a publisher might be, uh, be running. So for example, a publisher might join a PPT network. And what happens is when you're reading an article on that publisher's websites, uh, you'll notice certain keywords within an article are hyperlinked. And when you move your mouse over those keywords, you'll notice that an ad will pop up. Mm-hmm. Now, as an advertiser, you don't get charged when the ad pops up. You only get charged when somebody actually clicks on the ad. So once again, it's very similar to pay-per-click except that the, the the delivery of the ad is much different. People aren't searching for it. They're simply seeing the, the, the keyword or the key phrase hyperlinked in an article and then uh, hovering their mouse pointer over that keyword or key phrase and then seeing an ad pop up and then making that choice to click on that ad or not. And that's basically the, the premise behind uh, behind paper text advertising. Where can we buy these kind of ads? Oh, I, there's there's a couple of networks that you, there's a couple of self serve networks that you can join called uh, one is trafficvance.com and believe it or not you can get traffic for as little as uh, two uh, two cents a, a click. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's fifty on red uh, dot com where you can get traffic for as little as a penny per click. Then there's uh, there's 
managed networks, meaning that they'll manage the campaign for you, such as infolinks.com, uh, vibrantmedia.com, contera.com, where they'll manage it for you. But once again, you can get traffic for as little as a nickel per click. And that's what uh, makes these traffic sources uh, very attractive is the dramatic uh, low bid bids on uh, their keywords and their key phrases. The final traffic source that I wanted to discuss was mobile traffic. Um, the web is increasingly going mobile. More and more people are using mobile devices or tablets to browse the web rather than on a laptop or a desktop computer. So does this type of traffic still convert? If someone is browsing on a tablet or a mobile, do they still buy things? Well, I'm glad you, you, you kind of brought this up, Joey, because this is really where it's all going. Um, and, and I think that if anybody's serious about building a traffic empire, the focus should really now be on mobile because mobile uh, web surfing is, is probably at this point overtaken desktop uh, surfing. So if you're not advertising via mobile, you're missing out on at least 50% of the traffic that's out there. And the traffic cost to get mobile is so dramatically low. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get it for just pennies that you can make a huge amount of money. Now, does it still convert? Well, it all comes down to your, your marketing funnel, Joy. And that's what I mean by that is creating a mobile optimized lead funnel or sales funnel, mm-hmm. meaning that your pages have to be mobile, mobile ready, meaning that they look nice in a mobile device, whether it's a smartphone, whether it's a seven inch tablet or a 10 inch tablet. Um, and if you can do that, you can get, still get good conversions. I mean, for example, uh, we do, uh, we do multiple, probably six figures a month just off of tablet traffic wow. from these, these, um, mobile, uh, mobile networks. Because once again, with tablet traffic, it's almost, it's kind of mimics the desktop experience, especially when screens are 10.1 inch on a Samsung or a, um, or an iPad. You can still run the traditional leaderboard ads, the 728 by 60s, the, the, the skyscrapers, the 160 by 600s and the medium ads, 300 by 250 on an, on an iPad with a 10 inch screen and still get that same user experience. They'll, wi- they will still sit there and watch a video of sales that are on a tablet. Uh, smartphones, it's a little bit of a different story because people usually who are, won't watch a 30 minute sales video on a smartphone. But if you can create a different marketing funnel where you're just going for the lead and then move the prospect over from the mobile environment back to the desktop environment by continually following up with them, you can still get a good amount of traffic and sales and conversions from, from smartphones. So, mobile traffic, does it still convert? Heck yes. Where do you buy it? There are, literally uh, hundreds of different networks where you can buy it from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you go to Google, you can buy mobile traffic. You go to Bing, you can buy mobile traffic. And then some of the more popular uh, dedicated mobile traffic networks are tapit.com, leadbolt.com, buzzcity.com, inmobi.com. I mean, dozens and dozens of websites that if you just Google them, you can get traffic. I mean, literally today, uh, Joey, you could probably buy uh, half a million visitors to your websites just via mobile. Wow, that is incredible. It's scary how much mobile traffic is out there. And I mean, every single day, uh, I would probably say hundreds of millions of uh, mobile impressions go unsold. Wow. So there's a huge opportunity there. And I'm glad that you kind of touched upon that close to the end of this because that's where it's going to be at. So if you really want to uh, build an empire, go mobile first and then work your way backwards. 
I love that this is a you know untapped source of traffic and it's still still in that new phase um, because every form of traffic as it gets more sophisticated more and more people come in the competition increases the costs go up so I'm thinking you know right now is probably the time to be to be getting in on this well you know what it's interesting you say that because even if today after listening to this interview even if you had let's say uh, 10,000 people listen to this, this interview and jump on to the, uh, the mobile traffic uh, bandwagon. Mm-hmm. It probably wouldn't even make a 1% dent, to be honest with wow. you. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I've seen it. It's, it's scary how fast the traffic can come in. Yeah. I mean, there's so much out there, Joey. If you, if you're, if you don't have a good server, you could literally crash your server within minutes. And, and these mobile networks, are they showing ads inside apps themselves? You know, when you're using an app or playing a, a game on your iPhone and you're basically using the apps from the app store, a lot of those apps have adverts inside the apps themselves. Is it through these mobile networks? Is, is that where people are buying this ad inventory from? Oh yeah, definitely. But these mobile networks give you a lot of these mobile networks give you complete control on where to have your ads displayed. Mm -hmm. You can you can uh, you can strictly specify. I only want to be shown in apps. Uh, You can specify no. I only want to be shown on websites when somebody's web browsing, Mm -hmm. or you can even specify no. I only want to be shown when somebody actually searches for results on a mobile device. So you do have full control and ability. And I mean, you know, some of the 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 control they give you, whether you want to be shown on a tablet, whether you want to be shown on a smartphone. No, I only want to be shown on a Samsung versus an Apple. I only want to accept Wi-Fi traffic versus, uh, you know, carrier traffic. You have so much control over the the, the mobile traffic that if you're using a a, a tracking a platform like iMobiTracks.com, which in my opinion is the best tracking platform for mobile traffic, you can really zero in on, hey, I noticed that I only get people converting on Apple iPhones, uh, Apple iPads, 10.1 inch screens from Wi-Fi traffic. And that's where I'm only going to bite traffic from. And that can have a huge impact on the profitability of your mobile campaigns. Goho, you've given us some absolutely fantastic content and information today. Where can we go to get more of this from you? How can you really help us to ramp up our traffic? Well, I think that one of the things that you can do is just follow me along on my blog, which is my uh, which is my full name dot com. So I'll spell that out for everybody: G A U H E R, and then my last name Chaudhry C H A U D H R Y dot com. And I do post occasionally on my blog uh, about different traffic and conversion uh, conversion tips. Uh, easiest way to find me is just Google my first name Goher G A U H E R, since it is a unique name. Uh, most of the websites that will appear are related to me. So that's uh, that's about it. Just go to my blog. There's tons of free content there about traffic and marketing in general. And uh, a lot of people will learn a wealth of information about uh, different topics. Do you have an email list or a newsletter that people can subscribe to? Yes, I do. Just go to my blog and you will see opt-in form on the right side of the screen. And by doing that, and actually I'm glad you brought that up because it's almost slipped my mind. Mm-hmm. When you opt into my list, you get a Rolodex of 100 plus different paid traffic sources. So everything yeah. from PPT sources to PPV sources to mobile sources, you get a whole Rolodex. So opt into my list, get that Rolodex, take a look at some of these traffic sources and just get get out there and start testing. And I think that um, once people start getting their feet wet with paid advertising, um, there's no looking back because when people understand the sheer power of it, it's, uh, it's amazing.
That's very kind of you, Goha. Thank you very much for that free resource. Um, and on that note, we'll bring this interview to a close. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you found this episode helpful, please show us your support by leaving a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, Goha, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Well, Joey, thank you for having me on, uh, on this call. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.